Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. This week, we're joined by Liz Culleton, a former Associate Director of Admissions at the University of Pennsylvania, to talk about what it takes to get into UPenn. Hi, Liz. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So you were a, an Associate Director of Admissions at UPenn. So you were reading hundreds of applications, deciding who got in. You've really seen it all at UPenn. Um, and as everyone knows, UPenn is an extremely popular school and also very competitive. Last year, the acceptance rate was an all-time low of 7.4%. So for all of the students who are really looking to apply to Penn this year and get in, what would your advice for those students be? I would say my number one bit of advice is to make sure it's the right fit for you. I think, you know, in what we do, we talk a lot about fit for students, and that's really important, particularly when you're applying to a selective institution. Don't just pick a name because of the name. Pick it because you feel like you fit in with the student groups, with, you know, the academic situation, with the campus. Um, Penn really looks for students who feel like they are going to fit in and can contribute to the community. So I would say make sure you do your research on what that looks like and what that feels like. If you have a chance and you're able, of course, a campus visit is always the best way to feel that and make that decision. Um, But yeah, I think it really comes down to whether or not you're a good fit for the institution. And then obviously competing with the 40,000 plus applications that come in every year. But first start is fit. Right. So students shouldn't just be applying to UPenn because their friends are applying or because they know that it's a very popular school. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. I think that a lot of students just, you know, look at those selective institutions at the top and say, well, I want to get into one of them, so I'm going to apply to all of them. And at the end of the day, it really matters whether or not, you know, you're going to be a match with both sides, whether it's a match for you and whether it's a match for them. Right, you're gonna be going to this school for at least four years, so you wanna make sure that you'll be happy there, you like the campus and the people. Totally, and as a former director of alumni relations at two different schools, (laughs) I will tell you that your relationship is hopefully longer than four years, it's a lifetime, so you wanna have a good experience, and that all starts at the beginning. Right, definitely. So for students, you mentioned that it needs to be a match for the students and the school. So what is UPenn really looking for in their students that they're accepting that they feel like are a good fit for their campus? I mean, of course, there's the obvious. They're academically viable. And I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding where people think that admissions officers are just being mean because they deny everybody. But the reality is, is that at a selective institution like Penn, their their job is to make sure that you are going to be able to academically succeed at the institution. So, you know, making sure that you've taken the highest level of courses available to you, depending on what school you're applying to, uh, is really important because you want to get there on day one and not feel completely behind. You want to fit in with all of your classmates and be able to continue on the academic trajectory that they want you to, to successfully complete in four years, which is the goal. So, you know, I think that that's 
that's one of the biggest things that people, you know, misunderstand, but you really need that academic preparation to succeed at a selective institution like Penn. Um, I would also say that there's a personality fit for sure. And again, that goes for any school, but particularly at Penn. Um, I used to say I got the luxury of working with tons of students on campus because I was also in charge of all the tour guides and our um, call center and visit center. So I interacted with students daily. And my favorite thing about them was just their energy. You know, so if you are, you know, a low key kid who <laughs> doesn't love constant hubbub, um, Penn might not be the right fit for you. It's a place where students love to work, they love to play. Um, the campus is constantly a buzz of energy. It doesn't matter what time it is. You could be in Huntsman Hall at Wharton at 3 a.m. and students are doing group meetings. And it's not because they have to, it's because that's just their energy level. And so I think that there's um, there's for sure just this this kind of personality match that happens. And, um, and it's also obviously was founded by Ben Franklin. So fundamentally, uh, they're always looking for students who really care and truly live the giving and serving others, giving back and serving others. Um, and so, you know, despite people's successes in life, they love to see that students are able to take a step back and realize, you know, what they can do for others and how they can use their skills. And that's really important too. Um, and I'd say as long as you want to live in, you know, the center of like center city Philadelphia too is another important thing. And whenever students talk about Philly um, as part of Penn, that's always a really good thing too. And it shouldn't just be because you're mentioning it because I'm telling you to, <laughs> it should be because you truly love the idea of being in a city. Uh, Philly is a walkable city. You can go anywhere, do anything, has amazing food. And so when you are able to connect that part of um, what Penn is to the city around them, that's also a big thing as well. Right. So I'd say those are some of my tips. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, fitting personality, making sure it's right for you. That's also going to shine through in an applicant's application. Absolutely. So at UPenn, there isn't just the one big college of UPenn. You actually have to apply to a specific school, and there's the four different schools at UPenn. Um, so could you kind of walk us through what those different schools are? Sure. So there's the Wharton School of Business. There's the School of Engineering and Applied Science. There's the College of Arts and Science and the School of Nursing, all very different, pretty professional in some way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, the interesting part is that you do have to select one of those schools. And that's different than some of the other schools that you may be applying to. And match for the school is huge in the process. Um, and so it really comes down to, you know, obviously what major you're looking to do, but, um, you know, fundamentally you need to be a right fit for that school. So the way that they do admissions is, you know, every school is read differently. Um, and so they're looking for different things for different schools. So for Wharton, obviously, they're looking for an incredible passion and interest in business. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to have, you know, gotten your company on the stock exchange by the time you apply, but they're looking for leadership too and your ability to be a leader. One of the big things when you get there um, as a freshman is you are going to get put into a group. You are going to be constantly working in a group setting. 
because they really believe that learning how to be an instrumental member of a group is the best way to set you up for success in terms of learning how to walk out and be good in business. Um, they're also looking for you to have the highest level of math that you've taken the highest level of math available to you. So let's say in junior year, you get to decide whether or not you're going to take that BC Calc um, class or you're going to say, you know, I've kind of had enough of math and I might take AP stats. I would firmly recommend that you go for that BC Calc as long as it's offered at your school. And one thing I'll just say as a caveat is if those classes aren't available at your school, say AP, AB is the highest level, that's going to be the expectation of what you take. So there's never an expectation that you're going out and taking it somewhere else. So that's important to remember. Um, so they're going to be looking for the highest level of math at Wharton. When you switch over to the School of Engineering and Applied Science, they're going to be looking for the highest level of math and that you've hopefully, if your school has it, taken that second level of physics as well. Um, for nursing, really not the same level of, you know, which classes you have to take. Um, the woman who um, is in the nursing school who works on admissions always used to say, I actually prefer that a student take AP stats because that's a huge part of nursing and understanding medicine. Um, when it comes to personality fit for nursing, I will tell you that they are looking for a genuine interest in nursing um, and a genuine interest in helping others. That's a huge part of the conversation that happens um, at the committee table. So that's really important to keep in mind and that service to others. And then there's the College of Arts and Sciences that is kind of, you know, the liberal arts education of Penn. And so there's really no um, prerequisite, I would say, for, for getting in. But they all have their very different personalities, like I said. And so again, that visit can be really important to deciding which is the right fit for you. But you can also explore the majors that are available. So hypothetically, you know, there's a computer science major in the College of Arts and Sciences and a computer science major in engineering. So it's whether or not you want to go forward with that applied science um, and really get your hands in and um, do comp sci in the School of Engineering or whether or not you want to learn about the theory behind computer science in the college. So there's these little, you know, variations in how you study and what you study between the schools. And, you know, I will tell you that you can always pick up the phone and call the admissions office and ask to talk to a student um, to talk about kind of some of these differences because it's really important that you pick the right one. I will say that so many times during the admissions process, we'd be reading a student and saying, Ooh, I wish they had applied to the college instead of Wharton or so it's really important to pick the right one. Right, because admissions officers are definitely looking at them in a slightly different way, depending on which college you're applying to. Totally. Yes. Right. So in these schools, also, you can pick one um, program or school that you want to apply to. But UPenn also offers dual degree programs that you can um, be part of two of the colleges at the same time. So can you walk me through kind of how those programs work? Sure. It's one of the coolest things that I think Penn does, aside from many things, but um, it's one of the things that they're very proud of. You actually walk out of Penn with two distinct degrees from Penn. So it's not a dual major, which is important to keep in mind. 
Um, it is literally your parents get to see you get have two <laughs> diplomas from each of those schools. They are very, very, very competitive and they are small class sizes. Um, I will tell you that the biggest thing, hypothetically say for MNT between Wharton and the School of Engineering, you need to be academically viable and prepared for both. So what you're going to be looking for is, you know, that you have both sides of that story. So you are an engineering student and you are also a business student. Um, it is a very competitive process. And so I would make sure that you are not choosing it lightly. Um, they typically take five years to complete. But again, you get those two degrees um, and it depends on the program as to the completion date, but they are intense. In M&T, for example, you get in there and you are working hard right from the start um, in order to meet all those requirements to get two actual degrees from Penn. Um, I will tell you that the success rates walking out of them and the outcome rates, recruiters are literally waiting every year for each of those classes to graduate so that they can just pick them up and they have incredible outcomes um, when it comes to their salaries and what jobs they're able to get just because they are these duly trained students in two different areas. Um, it's really, it's incredible. Um, and the students that walk out of those programs are so successful and so interesting. Um, but yes, you have to be very mindful about whether or not you feel like you can succeed in those programs and whether or not you're ready to do the work behind them. Right. So when students go to apply for these programs, they will select their first choice for which um, degree they would like and then their second choice. So for students interested in this, do you have any tips for um, strategy for picking which would be their first and second choice? So how it actually works is you would select, hypothetically, let's say you're applying early decision to one of the coordinated dual degree programs. You would select, you know, Huntsman as your top choice. And then um, the hope is that if, again, in this situation, you're applying early decision, you would pick a secondary option and say, you know what, if I don't get into Huntsman, I would like to either be considered for the College of Arts and Sciences or Wharton. So that's where that drop down happens and you need to make the decision as to which school you're going to select as your secondary option. And so what happens in the process is that you are evaluated in the pool of students applying for Huntsman. If you are not selected, then you're going to be evaluated in that secondary pool. So whether or not it's Wharton or the College of Arts and Sciences, I'd say my recommendation would be pick your strongest school, right? So if you are most talented or most comfortable um, and most academically viable and extracurricularly, so that's a huge part of it as well, whether or not your extracurriculars match, you know, that leadership profile that I'm talking about in Wharton, um, that hands-on research that you may have done for the School of Engineering, pick the school that, you're, that you feel like you're going to be a best fit in as a standalone. Um, there is really no strategy other than does, do you match that school? So. You know, I would say that obviously we all know that Wharton is competitive, um, but if Wharton is your dream and you don't want to be at Penn unless you're in Wharton and you apply Huntsman first, pick Wharton as your second choice. But again, recognize you are applying to the two most competitive 
um, programs uh, at Penn. So it's really important to keep that all in mind. I love the College of Arts and Sciences as a secondary option, depending on what major or what um, coordinated dual degree program you are selecting, because it's a home base for everything. Um, you can basically be, there's, I mean, 80 to 100 majors in the college, and there's so many things that you can do. So it's a great, it's a great place to call home, I always used to say. Um, but again, it depends on, you know, if obviously you're applying to M&T, um, the management and technology coordinated dual degree, you don't have that choice. You have to pick between Wharton and the School of Engineering. But if you feel like you're more of an engineering kid, pick engineering instead of trying to shoot for the stars and pick Wharton if everything doesn't match up for Wharton. So again, it's that that match. Do your Does your academic profile fit? Um, do your, your extracurriculars fit in with that school as well? Um, so it's really, it's not a game or a strategy. It's just pretty straightforward about how you're going to fit in best to the school. Right, definitely. So you mentioned, obviously, these dual programs are very competitive and the students are very high achieving. So other than having excellent academics, um, what kind of student are you looking for to be admitted to those programs? I would say the school, the student who isn't afraid to jump in and do things, right? So if you're a theoretical person, um, you know, all of those programs take on a very hands-on approach, depending on which one they are, but they're all, you're jumping in, you're starting right away. Um, so, you know, an extracurricular profile that suggests that, you know, that you have not been afraid to do things, you've not been afraid to um, lead a group of people to do something um, that you've, you know, been in your robotics team all four years in high school and you guys have seen major success um, in that regard. Stuff like that where you are a very hands-on person in that academic discipline because then that shows the reader and the committee that you're not afraid to continue moving that forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if like it's your hope and dream but you haven't really gotten that off the ground yet, <laughs> it might not be the best place for you to um, start. <laughs> right, right. Your application needs to show that you have some tangible experience and achievements in that area. Correct. So we've talked a lot about fit for Penn in general and for the specific major or program you're going to. And a major way that colleges look at fit is through a student's supplemental essays. So can you kind of um, talk about the UPenn-specific supplemental essays and maybe um, how it's in a student's best interest um, to be answering those. Sure. I will say that it is one of the fundamental things of your application. And, you know, we all know that every student worries about testing and their transcript and their letters of recommendation um, and their Common App essay, but I will share with you that the supplemental essays at Penn are just as important as all of those other pieces. I think a lot of students approach their supplemental essays sometimes as like a last minute thing, kind of, oh shoot, I have to get everything done. Um, and at Penn, they shouldn't be an afterthought because they take it very seriously whether or not you care enough to sit down and write about Penn. 
And again, I think a lot of that can come from, were you able to visit? If you weren't able to visit, there are so many ways um, to do that virtual visit or to make a phone call to the college. Um, so, you know, really learning about the school and learning why you are interested in it. So, you know, they have actually separated out their prompts this year and are asking two different questions. One about kind of your intellectual and academic interests, which is really, really important. So you need to be able to articulate, why do I want to go to Wharton? Why do I want to be a nurse? And students think that that answer can be super broad. And one of the things that I do when I work with my students is really push them, okay, so you want to be an econ major, why? And sometimes the answer is, well, I don't know. And when it comes to answering your supplemental essays, you need to be able to go beyond, I don't know, or because I like econ at school, you need to be able to answer that question and not in an adult way. It's very much expected that you're going to answer it from a 17 year old's perspective, but you need to be able to say, you know, these are the classes that I'm interested in. Penn. I looked at the curriculum and this is so exciting to me, or this professor's research is fascinating to me. I love, um, you know, the opportunities that I would have within this major and talk about what you've done in the past. So connect the two um, and connect what you've done and what is offered. It is such a huge portion of that, of answering that question properly. Um, and they also want to know that you've done your research on the specific school that you're applying to. So, you know, you can always tell when a student, you know, it's really not their first choice because they didn't do the research and they don't really understand the distinction between the college or warden or engineering or nursing. Usually the nurses pretty much get that right. <laughs> um, but just understanding why you're choosing that school. It's very, very important. And then the second prompt this year is, you know, talking about learning outside of the classroom. A big thing at Penn is, what are you going to add to the community? So I always tell students, you know, there's over 300 clubs and organizations at Penn. You know, when I was there, there were 12 different acapella groups. There was an I Heart Canada club that was not started by Canadians, but, you know, it exists for fun. And so these kinds of things, like what do you connect with? Is there, you know, the, the writer's house, Kelly Writer's house, um, all these different various organizations on campus. Is there something that speaks to you? Because articulating how you are going to be part of the community and how you feel like your identity could be shaped, how you can help shape others is a huge part of this process as well. Um, I always tell students, you wanna be able to show an admissions officer that like you're gonna fit in and they have to be able to see you walking down Locust Walk, um, saying hi to everybody, being part of the community if you're interested in being a tour guide, say that, you know, if you're interested in being in an acapella group or, you know, the Latin dancing group or any of the number of things that are going on, mention those specifically in your application because then you're helping to paint a very clear picture for the admissions officer. Oh my gosh, I totally see this student here and I can see them working in the admissions office or supporting this research and that's a really cool thing to do for an admissions officer. Right. They want to be able to feel like they know you and they can see you at their school. Totally. Yep. So those supplemental essays 
are the only place you get to showcase that voice unless you're extended an alumni interview. So, Right. So um, what I take from that, I think, is the biggest piece of advice is really do your research and know the school and be able to put in those specific details into your essays. Yes, totally. So other than maybe students leaving those supplemental essays until the last minute, kind of thinking of them as an afterthought, um, what are some of the other um, kind of biggest mistakes that you would see when you were reading applications at Penn? The biggest mistake that I've uh, that we've ever seen, I think, as as any admissions officer would tell you, is when you get the name wrong in the supplemental essay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like such a simple thing that you know a student would think I would never do that, but I can't tell you how many times students would do that, and it was such a sad thing. You know, you'd be like reading all of the different documents. You're like, oh, getting excited about the student because they have the academic preparation. Their teachers love them. Um, their testing is wonderful. And then you get to the supplemental essays and they're like, at Cornell, I could pursue blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and then you think, oh, well, actually, he might be really good at Cornell. So maybe that's what that should happen. And so all of a sudden you give an admissions officer this moment to contemplate you somewhere else. And sometimes we can see you at those other places better than we can see you at Penn. And all of a sudden that's it. It's, it's really hard to overcome that because I think a lot of people forget that admissions officers are human and, you know, you read something and sometimes it's just really hard to get it out of your mind. Um, So they're looking for reasons to admit you. Um, but when you come across the name of another school or you said Penn at the beginning and then, you know, like University of Michigan at the end and it's just so make sure you're proofreading. Um, the other thing that I would say at, particularly at Penn is when students make the mistake of not accepting an interview. So, of course, you don't have to. But again, having my alumni relations hat on as well, it's such a wonderful way to connect with alumni at the school. And I have always seen that a student walks out of an alumni interview feeling even more excited about their choice to apply to Penn. Um, And, you know, it's a great way to ask questions that you may not have been asking during the process or known who to ask. And then that alumni interview goes in your actual application. And almost 99% 99% of the time, it's it's powerful and it's it's positive and it helps you in the process because it's one more adult saying, I think this person would be great here. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's not just beneficial for you. You're getting more information. You can get questions answered um, and learn more about the school, but it's also helping you in the admissions process. Totally. I would say the last mistake that I'll point out that students make, and this can apply to any institution, um, is don't over-communicate with your admissions officer. (laughs) Um, You know, I think a lot of students um, think that they have to be in constant communication, letting their admissions officer know. And a lot of schools are now building a process for offering those updates. Um, But just because you call a school like Penn, and again, this is different for, you know, depending on the school, some schools love to hear from you, so know the difference between that. But at Penn specifically, you don't have to call them every day to let them know how much you love it. 
um, use the appropriate avenue for offering that information and also talk to your counselor. Let your counselor know how important it is um, that you love it there as well because they'll communicate that back with the admissions officer, which is the appropriate um, level of communication as well. Um, my final advice would just be apply early decision if Penn is your number one choice because early decision is a great time to just get everything in but also to say, you know what, I love you and I hope you love me back, but our early decision students at Penn were always the most enthusiastic and they were the coolest bunch of students on campus in terms of their spirit level um, because they were all ready to say yes first. And so I think Penn holds a special place in its heart for its early decision students because um, they know that they were willing to choose them first. So it's a really important part of it as well. Right. That passion and that interest and that fit is really there for those early students. Totally. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. I think for all the students interested in Penn, that provides some really great insight and maybe helps them learn more about if Penn is right for them and what it's really like at Penn. So thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And if our listeners are looking for any more information on UPenn or what it takes to get into other top colleges, be sure to check out our blog, which is linked in the episode description. There are tons of helpful articles all about those top schools. And if you have any questions or would like to request a topic for a future episode, go ahead and give us a follow and send us a message on social media with the hashtag, hashtag InsideAdmissions. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office. Mm-hmm.